the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, back to Lifeline. Let's just tell you that Donald Gray Barnhouse commercial there uh, for his radio program, it was uh, C. Everett Coop who did the open-heart surgery for Barnhouse. And uh, uh, he came out of anesthesia, and Coop was there, and he looked at Barnhouse. They called him Gray because he was one of the elders at the church at the time. Coop was. He said, Gray, I held your heart in my hand. Barnhouse, just coming out of anesthesia without a second hesitation, said, was it deceitfully wicked above all else? (laughs) Classic Barnhouse. Classic Barnhouse. What a marvelous ministry here on KFAX. Hi, Andy Froyland. Continuing the conversation we had during that commercial break. Good to have you with us here on Lifeline tonight. It is the Truth For Today edition. Pastor Phil Howard joining us, his nephew, Larry Howard as well. We're just talking about ways that we can kind of put 2020 behind us and look forward to 2021 with hope and encouragement. And you're not going to find any of that hope or encouragement in anything political, anything socioeconomical. It's going to be in the Word of God. And that is the whole, uh, that's the beginning and end of it, isn't it, Phil? It is. I I just think of Forming disciplines, uh, he said in First Timothy, that bodily exercise profits a little. And I can look at some of you and see that it has profited you little. Uh, but hey, now <laughs> that's a little like the pot calling the kettle black, oh, though. I will goodness. say, well, I that will would, say that. Yeah. Uh, we'll edit that. Respect age, <laughs> and uh, but that you know what disciplines in your life. I see some people. I mean the. They say you, you become what you eat, uh, and the diet of some people, uh, they're a candidate. Do I look like Colonel Sanders? <laughs> <laughs> they become a candidate for everything. They, they don't take care of themselves yeah. at the level of the mouth and appetite. And I think uh, in the Word, you take people that watch a lot of TV, and uh, Kaiser sends out a uh, a memo that says, keep moving, keep moving. And as a uh, older man and retired, it's, I never thought I would sit and watch so much of life because in the COVID and the shutdown, I've watched more TV in the last year than the last 30 years. Uh, and I thought, wow, if this is all you had to do, if, if this is the way life was meant, to watch others entertain me and said, no, uh, discipline the word, maybe lift some weights and try to build up some muscle. Uh, You might try that Bible reading. I started trying to do weights. I used to do, you know, 30, 40 pushups a day, rope climb, anything with arms, I could do it. Oh, let me tell you, uh, picking up a weight now is beginning all over. The muscle I thought I had are so underused and so non-toned. 
And I think if you stay out of the word, if you stay and meet with saints, meet with saints some way, uh, Zoom meeting, phone call, uh, what, what keeps you from exhorting one another? I made a list of 35 people to call. I called them and I had a word, you know, and I see my nephew putting his hand out. Where's my call, man? I didn't make the list. I can't believe it. You know what? You barely made it tonight. If you don't behave. Oh, here I'm in the midst of a sermon. He's going to come on, get me. (laughs) But you are right though. I mean, there are some disciplines that we could easily adapt and adopt in our lives. If we are, if we're serious, you, you, you kind of touched on this earlier. There was a time when I could give you the stats of, of all the players of the Oakland A's. There was a time I could tell you what, uh, you know, what Ken Seiko was hitting, what McGuire is hitting, you know, I could tell you how many, how many stolen bases during the week Henderson had those things mattered to me. Yeah. And then I became a Christian and I can, I can actually remember, I, I was telling you earlier today, uh, I, I became a Christian in July. By August, I'm sitting in my chair trying to read my Bible and watching an A's game. This is back in 1989. And I'm feeling con- convicted. It's like, oh, I can't do, I can't serve two, two masters. Okay, fine, I'll mute the game. Still didn't work. And that's when I walked away from baseball because I could. I could give you all those stats. I love baseball. But I love my Jesus more now. I've got eyes that can see and ears that can hear. And I long, I long for that relationship with that elder brother who has redeemed me, who has Mm. bought me back with that price of the blood. And that's made all the difference in the world, hasn't it? Yes. Yes. I love the fact that if if he's not your treasure, do you know him? Mm. If you don't treasure, you see, uh, some folks have just enough religion to be miserable. Yeah, uh, they grew up on that Bill Cream advertisement, a dab or do, and uh, yeah. they just have a dab of God. And uh, someone says you're either infected or you're inoculated. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you've got just enough, well, I had to go to church when I was young. We're not talking about church. We're not talking about religion. And I think even in COVID, uh, this whole pandemic. Uh, I've seen people that uh, stay mad because they can't meet. Yeah. I thought, well, you would think you'd find ways to bust out. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think you had to uh, go through Valley Bible to function like a believer. Can you still pray? Can you exhort? Can you write notes? Can you encourage? Uh, Can you serve a meal? Uh, oh, Oh, I might get it. Well, you don't worry about that when you go to Target. You don't seem to worry about that when you go to Walmart. Well, now you're stepping on toes. But, but boy, you get real health conscious if it's the thought of you fixing a meal. Yeah. No, no, no. It's excuses. It's excuses. If you want it, you'll figure a way to get it. And we, I think the body is the body. And uh, uh, God save uh, Gavin Newsom. Bless his heart. He's got a hard job. But COVID didn't shut down my God, and it didn't shut me down. Nope. So let's stop our whining and figure out a way to minister to one another. 
we are quite unique at coming up with new ways to do things. In fact, we've seen that in the business world, haven't we? Yeah. COVID has shut us down. And what do we do? We've adapted. We've created ways to open up our businesses again in light of all of the yeah. constrictions that we've had. So why can't we do that with the scriptures? Why can't we do that with our relationships with one another in Christ? I I, it, it boggles my mind that we can be creative in the business world, but when it comes to Christ and our relationships with one another, well, this is the way we've always done it, so it, it's either that or nothing. You know what? I don't have a Zoom meeting when I kiss my wife goodnight. Nope. Don't even have a mask on. Oh, my. Bless her heart. I hope she doesn't give it to me. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I told somebody here that I You're just, in trouble now. You know she's listening, right? I know. I I just got a COVID shot here that day. Said, well, you know, you you're surely going to be protected. I said, God's a great immunizer. I've been protected. I flew to the East Coast. I've been here, there. I've been entertained at Christmas time. Let's see, fifteen, seventeen people, uh, and, and no mask. Uh, Oh, oh, a national disaster. God's a great, my times are in his hands. Now, on the other hand, I don't mind wearing a mask. I, matter of fact, clean hands kind of look good to me anytime. Yeah. Uh, and if you need to wear a mask, some of us are so ugly, it helps. Uh, but The barn needs painting. Paint People are a lot more tolerable with those masks on. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, where in the world is God? Will he protect you? It's just we may don't. God's not given us a spirit of fear. I don't think nor stupidity. Let's wear, let's right. be as practically safe as we can. But it's God that is our ultimate protection. All right. With that, we take another break, pay some bills here at KFAX, and come back and continue our conversation with Pastor Phil Howard tonight on Lifeline, the Truth for Today radio edition, which by the way, Monday through Friday, 530 in the morning, Pastor Phil helps you get up and get going throughout the week. And then Sundays at 830, Truth For Today and uh, at truthfortodayradio.com if you'd like to stop by and learn more about us. Right now we're off to the KFAX Traffic Center. We've got another look at that commute of yours. And now back to Lifeline. We are back. It is Lifeline. Andy Freeland in for Craig Roberts tonight. And actually, it's Pastor Phil Howard in for Craig Roberts tonight. I just kind of moderate, sit on the sidelines and, and watch uh, watch Pastor Phil, you know, go nuclear. And just really lay out the, the gospel for us and, and gossip Jesus. And that's what we do. What? What are you saying? I wish I was calmer, but I'm not. <laughs> you've been you've been off long enough to where it's like, oh man, you're you're all pent up and ready to roll, man. That I, is true. Oh, you can't stop a pastor up very long before they pop, and uh, they just you know they bl- they blurt Jesus for like about two days, and so We're like Jeremiah, he said, I said I wasn't going to speak anymore, but his word became like fire <laughs> shut up in my bones. That's right, man. So anyway, if you want to join the conversation, you can at 888-367-5329. That's 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. We're just talking about ways to uh, ways to successfully navigate through 2021 in a way that just rises above all of the, the cesspool that we see swirling around us. And boy, there's a lot of it. And we just, you know, you'll never find an answer to stop the flush 
inside of the water. That stopper is up above it all. Yeah. So you got to get, boy, that was a weird illustration, wasn't it? That was, I've never heard that one before. <laughs> it's it's amazing, gotta, though, that I knew exactly what you were talking about. I, right? Exactly. <laughs> I didn't think I'd have to have a plumbing degree to understand this program. <laughs> Well, you know, you were you were well, saying, Phil, before we left that, uh, you know, we we have we have the opportunity in Christ to live boldly in the world we live in. And that isn't to live recklessly, but to live boldly and wisely. I, I and, and I was I was reminded of uh, one of your heroes and mine, Jonathan Edwards, who said we are immortal until God says otherwise. And well, that, these hospitals. And if you study the history of the bubonic plague, yeah. if you study the history, it was the Christians who went to the dying yes. that started the hospitals because they had that theology in them. Yes, My times are in his hands, and I've been called to rescue humanity. And uh, instead of me throwing a little bit of dirt on the Samaritan and giving a lecture, you shouldn't have been traveling here and you shouldn't have got beat up. Somebody paid his bill, right. poured the oil, poured the wine. Took him to a bed and a roof and took care of him. And the church wasn't made to tell the world you shouldn't have never sinned. They have sinned. We are sinners. Do we have any medication? But for the grace of God, there go I. There exactly. go I. Hey, we've got Tom on, on line one, uh, patiently waiting down in San Jose. Tom, hi. Welcome to the Lifeline. Thanks for being patient and waiting for us. You had something you on your mind, brother? Yeah, thank you. Um, great to hear uh, Pastor, Pastor Phil, former student of yours from Grace School of Theology back in the early 80s. Tom, I know what you look like right now. You better ask the right kind of question. <laughs> Appreciate the pressure, man. And I was curious as to what you thought about, we're going to get through this pandemic eventually. Do you feel like, how do you feel the church is going to come through it? And what will it look like? Will it, will it look different for churches in your mind? Well, well it may look smaller. Uh, who knows? You know, they say they're predicting uh, a lot of people um, may get hooked to media presentations. They may come back. They, I, I don't, not being a prophet, I don't know. Um, I, I, I think there's as much recovery for Christians, uh, even from the political scene, because so many conservatives, from their perspective, lost their vote. We're in a new administration. Can they ever get back to Jesus, the Bible, and that uh, uh Politics and government are not going to give us revival. They're not going to give us Christ likeness. I I keep praying. Just can I see somebody get saved? I was just talking to a guy uh, three nights ago. He came forward when I started the church three Sundays in a row to uh, to be saved. Three Sundays in a row, and uh, but guess what? He's saved. He's seventy two now. Uh, living for the Lord. Uh, I just, uh, we just need revival, Tom. And I think much of the church has been diverted into politics. Uh, even the pandemic, you know, people acting like uh, the body can't function. No, maybe your body isn't functioning, 
But God wants Christians to keep acting like Christians, reaching out all we can. And uh, that that's kind of my analysis, maybe very simplistic, but uh, what, what what's your own opinion? Yeah, you know, it is really easy with uh, online stuff to get uh, complacent in some ways, but there's yeah. also some opportunities in it, you know, so... Yeah, I agree. I agree that it'll be it'll be a lot smaller, maybe, in some ways. But hopefully, people will be deeper, uh, you know, because of it. Yeah. Hey, Tom. This is uh, Pastor Larry Howard, and um, I thank you for calling first of all and, and having that question. And um, I'm amazed that you made it through Phil's classes. I've I've been through some classes that he's taught, and it's not always the easiest. But you sure come out the other side better off. But I would say this, I think that um, it's going to be the job of the church, and that's, and I don't mean uh, the church overall, but I mean the, the individual churches, to address how they will bring churches back when it does come time to do that. Um, I believe we were already headed in a lot of areas in uh, churches um, where online church was becoming more and more prevalent, and I think this has probably accelerated us into that a little bit. I think it has a great benefit to it, but I also think there's some detrimental parts to it. And it'll be up to the individual churches and their leadership to make sure they address those particular things. And um, so you don't want to have people be disconnected just because they're online. Um, we yeah. know that people listen to great teaching from Swindoll and Phil on the radio and Piper and these different men, but there's nothing like being together with people. Mm. It's what we've been commanded yeah. to do. It's been the biggest frustration as executive pastor at Valley Bible Church is to have to tell people we cannot have church. We cannot. Yeah. Now, that, that's the wrong statement. I'm sorry. That is not the truth. For us to say we cannot meet in the building. We can have church. Uh, we continue to function as the church. But um, So that's been a very frustrating part, though, in the position that I'm in anyway, is to be able to have to say, you know, we're going to abide by uh, what the government tells us to do at this point. But um, I think coming back, I really believe that you'll. it's exactly what Phil just said. I think it'll be less people at first, but I believe that it will come back eventually. But I think we've learned a ton of things, even on how to present live streaming and different things. It's been a, that will be a benefit I see on the backside of this, that we've done, mm -hmm. we'll be doing a much better job at presenting those things. I would say but, this. But, and uh, true, Go ahead, I was going to say, believers will realize that that the online stuff is only a piece, and they're going to miss. I, I, I'm, I think we're already seeing in our church that people are missing. They know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. More, you know what I mean? Right. So well, we're going to have to take a break pretty quick. So, Tom, I'm going to let you go, but thank you for your call. It, uh, you, you raise a lot of very poignant questions and something in my mind to kind of tack on to what you were talking about for Phil and Larry. While we have this, this great vehicle that we can use called uh, social media and, and digital age and technology, but at the same time, my mind goes right back to God's word, and I look at the epistles, and I see consistently and constantly, greet one another with a holy kiss. The idea of koinonia fellowship, that one-on-one, face-to-face time. And we're missing, that's the one component that always concerns me with the digital realm, is we're missing this, this very important element of our Christian faith, and that's absolutely, that koinonia absolutely. fellowship. So how, 
how do you address that? How do you, yeah. how, you know, how do you, how do you compensate for that in the midst of this kind of crisis? Now, I'm gonna I tell you what, I'm gonna let your brains think about that and ruminate on it during the break. And then we'll come back and I'll let you guys talk about it because it's, this is an important point that I want to, I, I want to vet out a little bit. So we'll take a quick time out, pay some bills real fast, come back and continue the conversation. You're welcome to join us at 888-367-5329. It's Lifeline with Pastor Phil Howard tonight. And right now we're off to the KFAX Traffic Center for a look at your commute. We are back. It's uh, Andy Froyland along with Pastor Phil Howard and Larry Howard here tonight talking about uh, all things around the church and how we can best look forward and move forward in 2021. And before the break, we were talking about uh, the digital age and the results uh, of COVID and where it has kind of redirected the flow of the church, much like redirecting a river, if you will, down this digital road. And one of the challenges that I posed to you guys before the break was this notion that we are losing this koinonia fellowship, that that dynamic of meeting together, forsake not the fellowship, uh, the meeting of believers, uh, greet one another with a holy kiss, read this in, your, in the presence of all. The, the New Testament is just rich with the writers uh, exhorting us to come together as one. And it, it, there really is a tangible grace to that kind of fellowship when you sure. properly understand Koinonia fellowship. So mm-hmm. how do you reconcile that? How do you make those two mesh or work when you're, you're kind of forced to do digital, but you know you also need this physical presence with one another? Well, I think that for, for us, we, we continue to try and offer excellence we stay in the word, we do what we do, and then we offer that to a people, especially right now when we can't even meet. You know, we're not even supposed to be in the building together, uh, but we get to do church still. So we, um, it's a little, it's a little odd. I know that it's very odd for people when you're sitting at home with just your wife, and you're like, well, this isn't like doing church, but you know, we're two or more gathered in my name, right? And especially in prayer, I'm going to be there. Right. So I think you can still be there and you can do that. But what I was saying earlier to Tom, when he called in the the gentleman that called in earlier was it's the, I think it's going to be up to the individual churches on how to address that, because it is going to be, it is very interesting that it, you know, Hey, I, I guess what I get to be in my pajamas, having a cup of coffee while I watch too, you know, and um, it feels very odd though. For me, it just feels very strange. I'm used to getting up at six o'clock in the morning on Sunday and being here at seven thirty, and you know, working through until one thirty in the afternoon. And now we're not doing that. But I think that the individuals, um, I don't want to say that it's bad that we have an online presence. I think we still have to have a live stream service, even when we're back in the building, because there are a lot of people out there that are unable to come to the building. Right. That consider value. I mean, I know people. Um, we were just discussing someone off off the air. I don't want to say who they are because I don't want to embarrass them, but they've been at this church for almost since the church began. And um, they're up in their years. It's getting harder for them to travel back and forth. And this has offered them surgery. Yeah, surgeries and things, but I think this has offered a respite to them. If we didn't have that, what would it be like? If we didn't have live stream right now, what would this pandemic be like then? You think oh, yeah. that it's bad now? What if we didn't have, what if we didn't have Zoom? What if we didn't have the radio? Right. We, I mean, there's technologies that God has allowed us to employ to yeah. further the gospel of Jesus Christ all over the globe. Yeah. And so, but our job will be to make it 
so that as you watch the live stream, it is so good. You want to you want to make it as you know where the people are going. I crave to be in the room with them when this goes on. When when we were talking earlier about Annie Sampson and her sister Eleanor, okay, they were hearing Phil on the radio. Yeah. And it drove them to come over. Right. 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 Like we got to go see this guy. Same kind of thing. We have to continue that. So our job as leadership is just ramped up. I think we have to get better. We just have to be better. Yeah. And and pray. A lot of prayer. A lot of I prayer. Th- I think uh, analogy that I think of. Um, I grew up learning street ball. Um, we were always playing every sport, but it was at the rec center or on our block. Uh, of course, never heard of a video game. They weren't out yet. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd never heard of watching. I mean, because uh, we listened to the radio by the time we got a black and white TV. Uh, okay, all the action was out there in the street at the rec center. Now, this is my, the scary thing. Christianity was not meant to be a spectator sport. Amen. Right. Amen. It, it was meant for everyone to be on the field. Ah, this now accommodates spectatorism. Oh, it 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 actually resupports what a lot of people. Oh, I'm 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 comfortable in the pew. I'll watch I mean, the pros. Yeah, yeah. It's it's your job to perform. You're the pastor. I'm comfortable in the pew. Thank you for this one hour. I'm off to do my life now. And now this this pandemic is reinforcing all of that. Yeah, right. yeah. And that's the danger. And I I think of uh, I've got like I said, different grandchildren, whatever. And they can tell you scores and they're great at following teams. And that's okay. That's boys and that's sports. But how are you at playing the game? Yeah. Uh, Do you want to play the game? Well, uh, no. And uh, I I don't want to play outside or whatever. And I I just thought of the body of Christ. uh, You have to exercise. I'm a kid preacher. Uh, you know what? God gave me a bunch of saints spread all over the country that can endure me learning to preach by exercise. Uh, nobody taught me. I mean, you're 15. You haven't had a homiletics class, preaching right. classes. I'm just learning by trial and error. And believe me, I, I got an F in much of the endeavor. Uh, but I kept trying, growing. And enough failing, enough bruises, as it were, but kind people, not their problems, mine. Right. And uh, But you, you, the gifts develop, and you come to love these people, that God's, their, God's grace is found in his people. And uh, he said, you know, I love 1 Corinthians 3.17. He said that the church gathered is called the temple of God. The church scattered is never called that. Yeah, You're individually a temple. But he said, there's a dynamic when you come together. And he said, he who destroys this temple, God will destroy. That's what God thinks of it. So you're just a crowd, a mob, until you gather in Jesus' name. Then Jesus is there. Well, and one other thought to kind of wrap up this whole idea of how to, how to, how to mesh the two and how to find the balance. It takes us back to where we started, really. Are you a student of the Bible? Right. Do you know the word well enough that when when the call is sent out that, hey, it's time to get away from Zoom, we can meet together again, instead of being lazy and going, oh, well, que sera, sera, the Doris Day theology, 
<laughs> you've got enough scripture in you and you've got enough longing for Christ that when the call comes in, we're meeting together. You're going to be one of the first there. Yeah. You're eager and you're longing for this. You can't, can't get, get enough. enough. And it's the saints, and we're all imperfect, but man, put us together, and I, I, I love the fellowship of the saints. I, I can't get enough of it, and it's just a, a joy to be with the people of God. And just think, Andy, the church started for 300 years, met in homes. Yeah. We're, we're going to Brother Jones' house for church, so that included a meal, included communion, included everybody probably participated some way. The thing with growth and size, uh, I okay, me pioneering the church with 19 people and, and growing, you know, it's only when we started running over 500, people were saying, you must, you must be good. You, you <laughs> must know something. You know what? The most dynamic days many times were back in this old hall. Yeah. Uh, the prayer meetings, the Bible studies, because I wasn't measuring it. Sing, we, we we bust your eardrums singing. We could acapella and blow you out of the building. Yeah. Because it was a singing church. Okay. All this bigness, and you know, we got a bigger building now. And we got one one guy said one time said, well, we needed some landscaping or something. He said, well, you don't hardly have curb appeal. I said, friend, I grew up where we didn't have a, a curb. <laughs> we just had a no building that was stunk like skunks, literally, yeah, yeah. because they were under the building. Uh, all this spoiled American Christianity that says it was Jesus in the meeting, was Jesus changed. Amen. This Larry was changed in those meetings. I was changed. A lot of other people. And sometimes we've complicated it that you've got to be the best act in town. Whoa, whoa. Where's Jesus? Right. Where's is he central? Yeah. And that is where we're going to pause and put a bookmark. When we come back, we'll uh, spend the last few minutes of Lifeline kind of wrapping things up and giving you a couple more things to think. And yeah, you're, you're looking at the clock going, really? That fast? Time flies when you're having fun. Or as the frog said, time's fun when you're having flies. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we'll check your traffic off to the KFAX Traffic yeah. Center and another look at your commute. And now back to Lifeline. We are back. It's Andy Froling. Good to have you with us this evening, along with Pastor Phil Howard, as we spend some time together growing in God's Word and uh, appreciating His Word all the more. As we have the last few minutes of the program before we close out our time together tonight, Pastor Phil, I'm just going to leave it to you to kind of wrap things up tonight on, on some of the things that we've talked about, getting back into God's Word. One thing we didn't talk about much that you could probably close out with is unity. Uh, Jesus prays that we would be unified. What is he looking for in us? And how can we do that, especially in the un unusual season that we find ourselves in? I think the uh, greatest model of it is the uh, Trinitarian family, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, if they're not your model, uh, you may come from a broken home, uh, you're dealing with a country that uh, I've only, I'm in my uh, eighth decade. I'm in, I'm six years into it. And I've never seen the country uh, 
has divided in a long time. 60s were pretty rough, uh, but um, at least they discovered drugs and free love, uh, Timothy Leary and LSD, and a lot of boys were coming home in body bags from Vietnam. It was a tumultuous, tough time. Today, I uh, there seems to be an aimlessness and in the loss of purpose, it's easy to turn on each other and uh, devour one another. Uh, I think you've got to look to God, who is one. He's divinely one. And we've got to just go back to Jesus has called his people to be peacemakers, to be light. We ought not to be people of uh, one party or a political banner. Uh, and, you know, I, I grew up, not black lives matter, every life matters. Jesus didn't pick ethnicity to die for. He died for the world. He died for every, he said in Revelation, people from every kindred, tribe, and tongue. You, there are still languages we've never penetrated with the Bible. So I think our unity has to be hanging out with somebody that is unified, God himself, and then start living out, pouring out Christianity. No time for the church to shut up and be quiet. Nope, no. It's time to speak up louder than ever and not speak in just words, but in life. Let's speak in life. And uh, people never forget those who love them. So let me ask you then, how do you, how do you, how do you set up this unity? What does this look like? I mean, you know, we've got how many different flavors of Christianity? The, you've got Southern Baptist, GARP, you've got PCA, OPC, OPC, all the letters of the alphabet. It's alphabet soup when it comes to church. And we all have our own distinctives. How do you find unity and commonality? What is the commonality in the middle of all that? Well, it's, I almost hate to, I don't hate to say it, but have you heard of Christ? What thank ye of him? And uh, you can believe in God all day and be in good company with demons. They all, they, no one ever denied the deity of Christ that was a demon. Matter of fact, they had to be hushed up yeah. before their time. That unity is found in Christ, in God, and how could God love his enemies? Uh, we were called enemies of God. If we were weak, we were godless. And Romans 5, 10 said, while we were enemies to God, Jesus Christ reconciled us. Uh, there's one body, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. This is Ephesians chapter 4. And isn't it amazing? God took, took the most divided people, the Jew and the Gentile, and he ended and he became the peacemaker and the bridge between the two people. And the entire first century world said, how is it that Jews are now preaching the faith they once persecuted? How is it they now say Jesus is our Messiah? Why have they come together? Friend, 
There is a refuge in Jesus. Flee to him. And you know what? The word brother or sister, you know, around the Bay Area, we say, hey, bro, hey, bro, that. Brother, I looked up the word brother. In the Greek word, it's audelphos, audelphos. The root meaning of that word means from the same womb. I happen to be one of seven children who shared the womb of a little Irish woman named Ural. Only seven of us. Uh, two brothers killed. And when I see people, I don't care what color they are. As my father told me, he said, son, you're going to meet a lot of people as you preach. When you find the spirit of Jesus in one of them, you just met kin folks. Hmm. You yeah. just met a mother in the Lord. You met a brother and a sister. Friend, we are one in Christ. If you ever my brother and my sister, if you love Christ, we automatically become kin. In the meantime, you're my neighbor, and I've been called to love you and be good to you. Our relationship goes beyond the melanin, as as our friend Jesse Gastand is always saying. Beautiful. Yeah. It, it goes much deeper than that. It, it gets to the soul of the matter. To the soul of the matter. Dear brother, that's going to wrap up another evening, man. Thank you for spending time with us tonight. Joy, it's, joy. Oh, glad to have you back behind the microphone, too. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. And thank you, uh, all you listeners out there who have been praying for Pastor Phil and his voice. It's been uh, a joy knowing that you're that you're in our camp, as it were. And as we started the program, I'll end with it. If you'd like to be a part of uh, Truth For Today Ministries, we'd love for you to stop by truthfortodayradio.com. And uh, you can also call us at 510-799-3171. That is going to put the wraps on another Friday broadcast of uh, Lifeline, the Truth For Today edition. We'll do it again next month, last Friday of the month. And we'll spend some time again in God's Word, just uh, leading you back to the source of all grace and all love and all mercy and all tenderness. And that is the Lord Christ. Stay in the Bible. Find yourself a, a time in the day where you can stay in God's Word and grow in His grace and His understanding. In the meantime, we'll leave it right there and wish you a, a, a joyful weekend. Have a great weekend. I want to thank uh, I want to thank Mr. Nate on the other end there, running the, the board and making all the buttons turn green and red. And of course, your ears for uh, for being a part of what we do around here. Uh, until next time. God bless. Keep talking. You want me to keep talking? I've got 50. <laughs> well, there's your music. See, Nate, you've done it to me again, brother. You you keep. Uh, we synchronized our clocks. So I get to say goodbye again. Wow. A double goodbye. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Lifeline. Craig will be back with you next week. Until then, God bless. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Thank you.